Welcome to another episode of Live Lunch with my esteemed guest, uh, Tim Jones. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones, probably one of the last few times we can call you Mr. Jones. I really, yeah, I really hope so. But <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. And Tim is in the process of doing his doctorate. Soon mm-hmm. he'll be Dr. Jones. Yeah, God's willing, yes. Yeah. So remember that terrible... The terrible band that did Barbie and then there was a. What do you, you mean the terrible band? Jones. You're talking about Aqua. Yes, Aqua. Aqua. Uh, yes, I had to think for a minute there because you said terrible band, and uh, obviously they, they play a lot in my household. Yeah, you know, and it's, and it's, it's not entirely because of my daughters. So. Yeah. An, an affi- <laughs> affinity with Aqua. Um, yeah. We got lunch from Lost Boys. We got chicken wings. Lovely. Which is great. How, how hot? Got, how hot are they? Well, I haven't gone for like the hot hot. <laughs> okay. Option. Well, it's good to, good to be four walls. Option. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Well, it's good to have you guys, man. Thank you. I'm no, it's good nice to be here. I feel like we can get some... We'll learn a lot of good things because Tim's with us. Well, we'll certainly talk, yeah. We will certainly we'll talk. see what happens. Um, last week, we or last Sunday, we had uh, the next talk on our Your People series called Your Parents, uh, about how we relate to our parents um, from Ephesians chapter 3. Six. Six? Six <laughs> versus one, two, three. Um, it's good stuff in both chapters. Yeah, yeah. it is such a good they book. Both come really highly recommended. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, Joel spoke to us on having uh, what our, our attitude towards our parents should be and then and drew parallels with Jesus's relationship with his mm. earthly parents and Brilliant. how he submitted to their authority um, and what that looked like and, and stuff that we could learn. So looking forward to unpacking that with Tim. Um, we are still in the middle of our small group term. So we've got some questions for you to discuss in your small groups. And they are the first question. Why do you think that honoring parents is such a rare and even countercultural counterculture message in our society? We'll unpack that a little bit after these reading of these questions. What has been your experience with your parents? In what way has honoring them been a challenge? And how have you navigated that? And what does it look like for you to live under your heavenly father this week? How will that affect you? How will that affect what you do say or think? So let's look at the first one. Why do you think that a talk on honoring parents is such a rare and even counterculture message in our society? Tell me, Tim. Why, why do I think Why do you it? think that? <sighs> I think it's a breath of fresh air, actually. I think, I think that there's... Uh... Take your time to answer. Yeah, I can, I can see that you're going to go to work on, <laughs> on the wing, so I'm going to make this a, a nice long comment. Thank you. Um, I, I think it's a breath of fresh air because really we're built for this. We're built to uh, give and receive honour. There, there's supposed to be this this interplay and relationship that goes on. Um, we've got a Lord who is over all spheres of life, including the family, and he, he's been given the authority by the Father, as the Scripture says, that he's been given authority over all things and uh, so actually in Ephesians the way that it quotes from the fifth commandment about honoring your father and mother uh, that your that your life may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you so there's a promise attached to it as an incentive um, it, it adds an extra bit or Paul adds an extra bit so in just Ephesians. Like, yeah yeah so. what, because the, the, the verse did say that so that didn't go well with you yeah how do you respond to people who Clearly, having not say so it didn't go well with yeah, me yeah. in the land that the Lord was well, giving well, me. Yeah, twofold: either yeah. people have honored their parents and it hasn't gone well, yeah, or they haven't honored their parents and it has gone well. Yeah, well, there are plenty I, of examples of that. Well, I, I think that it's basically saying that this isn't an absolute proof, but it's something that gives gives the uh, 
it's a corroborating evidence that goes along with it that actually there's a righteousness there's a rightness not just righteousness as in you're doing the right thing but literally it is right it goes with the grain of how we're created mm. uh, uh, to 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 show this deference to show this honor to your parents um, and where when you don't and you still achieve and things still go well for you there's going to be a hollowness to it because you're pursuing it in broken shalom as the bible would have it but shalom is a vertical relationship with god being intact and horizontal relationship with your your other human peers um between that you might have parents actually because you're not calling parents peers you're deferring to them you're saying they're a superior and you're an inferior very unpopular thing to be saying mm. but actually needs saying desperately needs saying because it's how people are made mm. it actually it speaks to something fundamental about the human that's being missed when you start saying well let's let's just have a flat organizational chart and have no deference have an egalitarian principle of life in every sphere child-led learning even you know it's not i'm not saying that that's always and necessarily a bad thing but when you're putting the weight of a child's education upon the child and saying well where do you want to go next all the time you're you're putting a huge burden and i want to talk about this word burden yeah, yeah, actually, because because that's the word so um the, the word behind honor in the in the in the fifth commandment was it starts and it says doesn't say obey it says honor your your mother and father that it might go well with you in the land your Lord, the Lord your God's giving you, that your days may be long. So it's your your mother, your father, your days. These things are connected. The honour is the same word that you have uh, used in Exodus, where it talks about um, Pharaoh putting a burden on the people, you know, making it harder for them to, to, to work. He says, let's increase their burden. It's the same word. Does he want to increase honour? No, it's the weight that's being put on them. So the ideas of weight, glory, as well, glory is a, a similar related word, uh, honour uh, and burden, they, they all kind of go together. When you think about that, you realise, oh, there's a principle at work here of who carries the weight, who carries the burden. And you could say whose opinion carries weight. So it's, it's clearly when it says honour your parents, it's saying give weight to what they're saying. But it's a principle, isn't it? Because... You give weight to what your parents are saying in different ways in different phases of life. Mm. So when you're five, you'll give weight to your parents' view almost in a godlike way, that you're, that you're, that you're seeing them as an, the authority. In, I know there's different circumstances, but I'm just talking in generalities. You, you'll see them as this, this, they're carrying the weight, so you listen mm. because they are carrying the weight. They're taking responsibility. When you get older... And actually start maybe like like you and I start having your own family. You still give weight to what your parents say. If, if they intervene at some point and say, hey, I've watched this and I want to give you an opinion. Mm. You're still going to give weight to it, but you're not giving weight to it as you did when you were five. Mm. And hear me right. You're not giving less weight to it. You're giving adult weight to it rather than child weight to, to what's being said. So you're still honoring your parents. So then so. would you say that by that principle... <clears throat> There is, a, I guess, a negative, like a negative burden on you that you carry to honor your parents. So, I guess, in the instance where, um, I mean, if you ask our kids, well, if you ask my kids, a lot of the honor that they give me can be quite a difficult burden because I'm not right, giving right. sweets first thing in the morning, uh, and I'm restricting. Oh, so that's a heavy burden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess, what does that look like when you're older? Do you when when parents? You know, some sometimes, and it could be a, a, a different cultural thing, is that there's a weight that comes with 
your parents um views advice or, or whatever mm. they put on the, and, and then i guess it, it could have various uh edge of that spectrum some of it could be quite manipulative and, and, and well subtle and some of it can be quite like overbearing let me let me just do i, I want to finish the thought that i I, yeah, I, I i started explaining what was different about the ephesians 6 quotation mm. of the fifth commandment and the difference is that uh, paul give, gives further exposition and he says that uh obey your parents as is right in the Lord, and he means Jesus Christ. He, he's, not, he's not talking in a general sense of God, uh, an undefined sense. He's saying that the reason for this authority being enacted is because all authority has been given to Jesus. Mm. And now it's right in the Lord. It's the, it's the right thing being played out. Shalom restored, if you like, uh, for you to be playing this out in your family settings. That's, he's giving that as the reason. So that's that's additional to the reason of the the generic outflowing of a good life a long life in the land that the lord's giving to you he's also saying and now we've got more light on this we've got more light on the subject because he's lord of all you live in your families recognizing his lordship over all of you and thus you give weight and deference to your parents now uh, on your second question about the uh, or my second point rather about um about how you give honor and weight at different ages and how it's received as a child. I, I just want to relay a little anecdote of, um, there was a man in our church um, who has since gone off and planted, uh, planted a church for himself. And I remember being at a prayer day in, up at Ashburnham. Was, was just, and on these days, you're often queuing up for food and just sort of chewing the fat and talking. And I just, Quite literally. Yeah, chewing, chewing the fat on a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> this, this stuff looks all right, though. But um, I just, my wife had just had our first daughter, our eldest, about like literally the, the week before or something. And we were in the queue and he, he's just saying, oh, Tim, how are you? And what's going on in life? I was like, wow, we've just had our first child and it's amazing. So it's like 10 years ago and um and i just said the throwaway line got any advice for me you know and i, I didn't really expect anything to come back and we, we went from this jovial atmosphere just went ashen faced straight away like not 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 as in he was angry or anything but it just went serious hmm. and he said yes i have got some advice for you yes i want you to know something okay and he said be really clear and really strict when she's young and you can ease it off as you go in further in life. And, and it, you can't do it the other way around. He said, he said and this was his sincere advice. Now, I know both of his children, and um, uh, they're wonderful. They're, they're in their 20s now. They're, they're grown up. And I don't you know what this is about now. Yeah, I know. You're probably <laughs> racking your brain. But um, I'll tell you offline. <laughs> but but the, the, the fruit of it, yeah, it's borne out. You know, you've seen the righteousness that I was speaking about earlier, the rightness of this way of crafting and building a household yeah. played out. And now I'm in a phase of life where my daughter's 10 and I'm, I'm telling her this same stuff. She's saying, saying to me, when can, I, when can I go out on my own? When can, when can I be trusted with this, that and the other? Good questions. So for me, that's, that, this is where it starts changing. It's where actually you start she doesn't stop honoring me hmm. she's still giving weight to what i'm saying but she wants to know why 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 are the lines in these places in this season and i'll say because i've i've started you on a small track and i'm caring for hmm. you i've been given the authority by by jesus uh, or th by the father through jesus you know they've got to observe this mm -hmm. this has happened this way and 
I, I care about you in each phase of your life and the dynamic between us is two-way. It's not just you obey me, it's you give weight to what I'm saying and I hear you and we work and we, and we move in that same dynamic. So now it looks like she's, she's giving weight to what I'm saying because she's coming to me with questions. Yeah. She wasn't doing that when she was five. She wasn't doing it when she was, you know, even eight. It's, it, it changes yeah. you're almost year on year. But the principle remains. I think I would love to go a bit deeper into that. But before that, going back to the original question about this being such a countercultural message. Mm. Um, do you agree or do you disagree? Or, and if you... I agree and I love it. I, 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 I'm glad that, that there's... I, I hope people will push back on it. Mm. I hope that actually... For, it just shows people are listening. That, that, they've, that we, Joel's, Joel's point at the outset of his sermon was that uh, we are being given opinions about authority all the time. Um, you could say there are generic ones that, that say you know you need to be your own authority. Now, based on what I've constructed so far, what does that mean? It means that you need to carry your own burden. That's, that's, that might feel positive uh, in, in certain moments, but as I said, with the child-led education, if that is purely what you do, you say everything is on you, mm. then you are, you're saying you're on your own in the world. That there's, no, there's no one in charge, there's no one at the wheel. Mm. And that, that's a very nihilistic and negative story. And it's not true, apart, apart from anything. I think it's, so if that's, the meta story that you're operating with it must be a huge breath of fresh air to have it challenged by someone who's saying no no in fact there is someone who's in charge there's someone who is benevolent and in charge which is very important that he's kind even as as king david says it's your kindness that made me great and he's phrasing the lord so we have dynamics and contours of who this authority is So yes, I do think it's countercultural, and yes, I do think it's necessary. Yes, I do think it's true, um, and I think that any idea that you're positing like this needs to be defended and argued for. So I hope some people are perturbed by it and and say no, that you're wrong. Prove it. You know, give me something else. I hope that's I hope that's where it goes in small group. It'd be great if actually you know, people actually interact with it. I think there's fruit there. I guess uh, moving on to some more like practical outworkings of what we heard on Sunday is um, what does honouring parents look like as an adult? That's brilliant, yes. I mean, I'd, I'd like to hear from you a bit on this. <laughs> if, if, if truth be told, I think that you uh, had the benefit of growing up in a different culture and a different country and perhaps, I'm, I'm assuming, but experienced different parenting styles that may have impacted on you as a person and maybe impacted on the way that uh, you parent now. So um, could you speak to that? How, how, and specifically through the lens of that question that you gave, how has it changed since you, uh, you, you were a teenager and yeah. now, now a oh, young really adult, good. now a parent? Yes. Yeah, I was reflecting on this earlier with somebody, with a friend this morning, about because I didn't grow up, well, I didn't grow up in this country, but my parents don't live in this country. So they, they, they live in India and through osmosis and, and being in this, land that the Lord has called me to mm-hmm. uh, I've learned my, well my approach has lots of things have changed so it's even like a really small example and this is not a big philosophical moment but if I said to you um, last week I shopped in Asda but this week I'm shopping in Waitrose mm. you would get every yeah. what I was trying, I was trying to communicate but <laughs> I would congratulate you yeah. <laughs> so yeah, have you come into money sir? yeah, yeah. and I think it's, it's a small statement but it would not my feel back on what we had to connect with what, with what I was saying. Mm. 
Right. And so I was feeling quite provoked by what you all said because the principle of honoring your parents should be beyond cross-cultural differences. And, you know, yes, it brings in added levels of complication, but the principle is honoring your parents for to go well with you. Um, is uh, Personally, I felt like there's a lot of things that I don't talk to my parents about or I don't say because I'll have to explain. Right. I'll have to Translate explain. It. Yeah, translate it. Yeah. Well, not literature, but you know, Translate an idea, yeah. Yeah. And... When you're when you're on, when your relationship is mostly over the telephone and you're not with them, hmm. it's trickier to explain lots of life decisions. So even like a, when, so when in India, when you when the when the when a woman gives birth, lots of the family are involved or around and they right. have to get to the hospital mm-hmm. and they all there's a, there's a lot of involvement. Um, so in some ways, you would expect the mother of the, the, the woman giving birth to be in the hospital room as compared to the husband mm-hmm. like, that level right? you know that's just how it's done so they couldn't get their heads around where it was me just me and Amy going to the hospital for when my first child was was being born uh, or even you know you go in when your contractions are at a certain um, mm-hmm. duration and that sort of thing but in India you go in a lot sooner first contraction bang you're in get into the hospital uh, like and that's, that's mm-hmm. the process and I remember them being quite anxious when we weren't going to the hospital as soon as the first contraction started. And I'm like, I don't need this really <laughs> complicated so many Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to explain all, all of this to you. Uh, anyway, all, all this to say is, I did feel quite challenged about, you know, me, my, by me not communicating sufficiently with them. I don't feel like I'm, I'm honoring them or, wow. okay. um, you know, letting them feel a part of my life and I'm their son and they care about me and they, and they wouldn't know what's going on and they wouldn't be in, as involved mm. and, and it might mean it means longer conversations it means a lot more explanation Absolutely. um yeah and I, and I did message my mom and say mom i love you and we should we should chat mm. and i think I, and i found that just really helpful. i mean of course there's you know cross-cultural things bring in lots of complications and I every person that you, spoke, you speak to will bring in different nuance in the relationship that they have with their parents but this is just I think I think you just point to something really important that actually it's a dynamic and it's it's a it's a dance rather than a set of rules. It's, Absolutely. It's so so when when you say oh, I contact with my mother and I wanted to say to her um, I love you like I, I just need to communicate that that's going to be the right thing and contextualized. I mean it's always the right thing for sure, but it's just one of those things where it's actually no there's a gap here that needs to be filled in terms of honour. Mm. In terms of showing, I give weight. I give weight to what you say. Mm. I take you seriously. Um, I think you can separate the, the the kind of natural feeling based love that one has in the family mm. and what's being spoken of here. And I think that that this, just bear with me for, for a minute because I think I think it's important to differentiate these because you know you could have a, a dog with a, a litter of puppies and there's going to be a, a love there in terms of a relationship that is feeling based that is natural that's um, biotic and what we're talking about is actually something that goes it's, it's to do with the will it's to will and love you know what you want and what you desire and what you love these these are a, 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 you know group of ideas that are attached to each other um, and the, and the same thing basically it's different from feeling 
Okay, so it's different from just like the, the kind of need, need love or mm. something. Yeah, yeah where, where you're just they're dependent because biotically you're dependent. Mm. This, this is, uh, and it's hard for people to parse out because you start off like that anyway. So you're, you're feeding from, from your mother, you are biotically involved. But there's a diversity uh, or a divergence that comes as the, the will and the, the child asserts what, what it loves and what it wants. Then you, you are choosing to give honour. Mm. Actually, you're choosing where you give honour and where you give respect. Mm. And it changes throughout a child's life as well. As you become, uh, you know, go outside of the family and you start finding your friends and mm. you, start, you start giving honour and you start giving respect uh, to, so, to those. Yeah. Would we say that? Honor changes from obedience to affection as as you grow older. I think that's my experience. I, I think that that, that's, that is a normative experience. That um, and again, we're, we're talking in terms of we we haven't even touched upon damaged family. Yeah, I think we should let's look at that. Actually, next. that's that's probably where should we, we should go fairly swiftly. But yeah. I'd say say as a, a you know a quick answer to your question that yeah, I, I think that we that we we work with that same dynamic all the time that mm. we are we're to give honor and as my friend who was advising me he says start with obedience mm. start instill it because it's not it's not just for you out of a paranoia or will will she won't she obey me i can't fix it later mm. that's not what i mean and that's not what he meant he's there saying this is the right outworking of honor for this season that you know it coheres with the proverbs train a child in the way they should go and when when they're older they won't depart from it you know, and people then say, "Well, why did he depart from it?" You know, I trained trained the child in the way he should go, and he departed from it. It's not a promise. It's it's the wisdom of God. It's talking about how, how you wisely walk out a life, and the right you, you do your side of it in terms of providing someone they can respect, providing someone who is not um, uh, temperamental or or. Uh, just variable so when they come to you they're, they're coming to something that they can be sure of even if they don't always like the authority coming in they could they know that dad's actually going to be there for them mm. and not at their whim yeah. and i think that kind of stays the same yeah but you're, but i'm not going to insist on obedience from my 20 year old 30 year old daughter mm. i'm, I'm going to be there saying you know we we still have this respect and rapport yeah yeah it's so fascinating because even it's helped me understand my relationship with my parents better is you always think that the older your kids get the less I guess responsible you are for them and so the less you begin to care for them or the less hurt that they can bring you it's one, of, it's one of my least favourite pieces of advice or pieces of anecdotal evidence that people give to me and people do this often like you know grandparent aged people they they say you never stop worrying about your kids. But you know, and what? I was I, well, I haven't so far, but I was kind of hoping that I would. <laughs> but, but but yeah, so so that you know, my, my children, my eldest is ten years old, and yeah. um, I'm like, oh right, so I'm going to carry them in my heart. So so as much as but but so just add to that, yeah. I think it, if anything, it begins to get a lot trickier when it, it, the weight of the worry increases because the it decisions did, you make, the older you get. I have a bigger, far bigger impact on they, your life. They do. I, I, think, I think the nature of the worries change. So you're not... not I think so they did to get the worry changes. In, in some areas, but, but think about how you, how you worry about your... So another example about, about my poor daughter who I keep speaking about today, but I, 
I can remember I was working full time in the church at, at the time, and I uh, and I was having to drop her off at nursery. She was very little. She was just like eight months old or something. Eight months old. It's very wow. very little. Like so, they had a baby. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I yeah. And every time I was just like, oh, I I don't feel great about this. I I feel. Not that I put her in danger, and I think I think it's good, and the, like the whole situation is good, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, there's there's something as as the dad here, where I'm like, ah, the the my worry for her, I, and I don't worry about her like that now, yeah, you sure. see. Yeah. So so I think I think it, you you know you can play one season off against another. Each one has its own you know set of set of worries, but I think yeah. the, the the news to me is. You know, you don't stop worrying about your children. Oh, okay, so I, I think spin this positively is is now. I'm, it is positive I, to I me. Like I, 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 you know, I say life, that life is going fairly peaceful for me, and my marriage is stable, and my kids are great, and my home is, you know, I'm getting earning a decent salary and all of this. Congratulations! Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's to keep firm, keep reassuring my parents. Not that they're constantly asking for it. That we're okay, and. That, Enjoy that's a, that, that, that's a great example of honouring your parents in this mm. season. Is actually, you, you know, you're bearing in mind what, how are they carrying their burden of authority in this season, mm. and it will be out of concern. Mm. They want to, they want you to hear. Well, yeah, 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 so that's yeah, yeah. You're a considerate man. Yeah, <laughs> it really helped me. Like, oh, because I don't know what tomorrow has in store. I don't know if a life changing illness or something yeah. falls our family, or you know, in this moment where everything seems to be okay. To just keep, you know, we're, we're doing well. God's in control of our lives. Mm-hmm. We are in church and we're in Jesus and in great community. And I, and I think that they would just feel our prayers are being answered. Because yeah. that, there were years ago when it was completely the opposite. Um, I think we're running out of time, so let's just quickly get yes, to this. Um, if my parents have been abusive and their relationship has broken down, uh, does God want me to reconcile with them? But I guess the deeper question, how do we... How do you honor parents when the relationship is broken down? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's a great specific example as well. Mm. Um, and I, th- I think let's let's stay on the same track. Let's, let's say if it's honor, how, how do you honor a parent who has dishonored themselves? Mm-hmm. And this this hard. It's, so it's when you're saying how do in the same way how do you build respect back in a relationship? I think the first thing to say is that you can't be false about it. You can't just say. Here, here's all the trust mm. uh, and you certainly shouldn't do that saying oh in a sense that you think that you're following the scripture by doing that it's very dangerous if, if you say no I've made a decision of the will I will I, I'm going to obey my parents for example it's like the honor is going to look this specific way that doesn't match up with the evidence doesn't match up with the relationship I think you know to speak to the actual question it's got to be a process of rebuilding with that aim of getting to a place of being able to honor again. And, you know, sadly, sometimes things are so broken that you're not going to be able to get there. Um, and there could be instances where the parent doesn't want to reconcile. Absolutely. And de- or dangerous situations, yeah. criminal situations. All of this needs to be borne in mind. And you need yeah. to think about it sanely. You can't, you can't think that you're following the scripture faithfully yeah. just by... Be, being ignorant of the evidence as it as it comes to you the principle and the norm and the thing that the the you know the the not like gold standard but it's it's the the thing that uh, is right being held up sometimes you can't you can't even go for that you can't get there because of the estrangement because of 
evil because of sin in the world because of sin in the family yeah very sad but you know i would say as well i've been amazed over the course of years at the reconciliations that i have seen of of people who i thought that'll never that'll never come good Mm. and actually by the grace of god's you you know he's able to do more than we ask or imagine in this area too but uh, yeah, working towards being able to honor. Yeah, and I think if my, if my father was here, Matt, we miss you. Um, he would say, come and talk to people. Um, Absolutely. You know, find an appropriate person in church who you could talk to and, and don't don't carry these burdens all mm. by yourself. Um, s- some principles are all abiding, but then there's the outworking, which can be specific to the, your story or specific to I, what I the th- narrative is. I think. And so, so please, if not, speak to Matt. Matt Carves is just a lovely guy amen yes i, I, I think absolutely spot on and I, I think realizing the call to be parents as well that you know in in the church family that there's actually natural family might have gone one way redeemed family and family in the church can go quite another that actually you are to be a father and mother in the church to those younger than you and you're to respect the older ones as fathers and mothers in the lord that you you can see the restored dynamic play out in lots of different spheres outside the nuclear family. And I think that's important to underscore as well. Brilliant. Tim, we've run out of time, but thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, for sir. having you back. Maybe before you become a doctor, or even a doctor. See how we go. And we can enjoy finishing our rings. Thanks so much for staying with us. And, uh, oh, this Sunday we have Your Crush. <laughs> yes. Which uh, should be fun. A little mad comment <laughs> speaking uh, to us about Your look, Crush. Look and forward I to hearing from him about his crush. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good. Yeah, we're going to have some inappropriate conversations and humor with him. Uh, next uh, Tuesday when we are back with live lunch. Thanks so much. See you later. Bye.